This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. Good morning. It's that time of the week again. It's Seven Sport on Dean Radio on your Saturday morning with you till midday, bringing you the best Gloucestershire footballing news and sporting news as we do every week. Ryan and Kelsey with me from Seven Sport as always. Good morning, gents. Morning. Good morning. How are we doing? We're well, mate. I said, I said we're well, like uh, we're a. Are you? Just, uh, <laughs> I'm well. Don't, don't like you, right? Like, 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 like a middle-aged couple. Sue and I. Sue and I. Absolutely delighted <laughs> to, to be here. Mister and Mrs. Chelsea and I. Okay, tomorrow. It's like that uh, can fly with me where they got the, we've the, had the holiday. <laughs> always talks house. over each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had the week from hell, mate. Yeah. Trying to get to winning game. Honestly, flipping Dennis. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did it. You know, we're I tired. Mean, I love telling stories about how Kelsey gets quite angry when we go to games. This week was after a game on Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, what a story. Come out of the town. Come out, you know, into the junction to go on to the, to the A road. It's only really close, isn't it, Matt? No, so no. They always close it, don't they, uh, overnight? Yeah. And you <laughs> put it on to my back. Oh, bloody hell, the back road closed. Give it back to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he went, oh, it bloody is as well. <laughs> <laughs> and such we, an old he man. He pulls up at mine. He pulls up at mine and goes, oh. Most half hour detail. <laughs> 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 it's got to a stage where I'm genuinely considering never going to Siren on a midweek game ever again. For probably about a week and then we'll be at Siren next week. What are they yeah. Roadworks or something? Just close uh, it. Mate, I, I feel like it's, uh, you know, Highways <laughs> England. You just love to see They love to close the bloody just, roads, uh, don't they? Yeah, just I never leave them open. That's what it is. Always I mean, digging an hole for no it. reason. That is it. Although, you know, we'll, we'll say credit to them. They have just resurfaced a road that I drive on frequently. So hats off to them. Fair play. Well, well done, Highways England, for that. But <laughs> why do you keep <laughs> showing that? We're Highways England this early on. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Well, they've done a good job this week with Storm Dennis. So we'll give him that. Well, yeah. well, when they have actually been working, yeah. oh. it takes a bloody storm for them to pull their fingers out. There's usually three of them stood around doing nothing while I'm doing the work. Oh. <laughs> is, that, is that Trev? <laughs> is that Trev just joined Pops. us in the studio. Pops Trev. Pops is there. Um, yeah, so Storm Dennis has been there. Um, I kind of think giving it a name like Dennis makes it sound a little bit more like... Well, we you know, said like, it was always going to see journalists describe it as Dennis the Menace. It yeah. just gives the licence, doesn't it? It's yeah. horrendous. Awful. So you're awful. Hate it. But it's, it's allowed people to overreact, I found. Because, mm. you know, obviously we're going to talk about the flooding that has happened to clubs in and around the county. But I was sat at work, I think it was on Thursday. And uh, one of my colleagues goes, oh, Ryan, have you heard the news? I'm like, what's that? The River Seven's burst its banks. It's like, <laughs> right, has it? Take a look on Direct Gov website. Oh, it uh, peaked uh, over, the, uh, over the bank at half eight in the morning. He was telling me this at two o'clock by the time it was because uh, they do like readings like, every hour and a half at that point it's about 60% lower than it was at <laughs> half eight this morning I was like oh that's it uh, yeah you can get flooded are you no no chance mate stop overreacting I know I was in here in 2007 but could it have been that bad people do, yeah they do overreact because it's like people yeah. who live in like the top floor of a flat in the centre of Gloucester, which is <laughs> no, anywhere near the river. I mean, I like, live middle middle floor of a flat. Yeah, so. <laughs> in the centre of Gloucester. People would be panicking, like, "Oh no, the river's burst!" Yeah. Like, there's well, genuinely was, people who've get have got flooded. Like, I would on. say, I mean, every week I always point out the day of recording. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for Kelsey to pick me up, and I was stood there minding my own business. Gust of wind, two black bins ended up in the road. <laughs> did the Samaritan thing, ran in the road, picked them up. Oh well done. That's, that's the proper British storm in it when the bins are blowing around. <laughs> uh, Garden was, furniture everywhere, mate. Trampolines going everywhere. Jesus. Mate, a couple, couple of gardens down, they got a trampoline. I was hoping I was going to gain a trampoline this week, <laughs> but didn't happen. It's bad because I stood there 
bins got blown into the road. To the left of me, wind chimes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. The uh, bird feeder nearly went flying. <laughs> Disgusting. How old are those people that live in that house? Wind chimes, <laughs> bird feeders? Goodness, mate. Uh, I don't want to... That's why the bins are still out. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But no, different house. Old. Different house. Oh, dear. Well, um, it is put paid to uh, all of the football, basically, of the last week. We've had a few games on with the the 3G pitches. Um, But apart from that, it's been a bit of a washout, really. Yeah, and a lot of people were expecting similar this weekend. So Mm. um, straight away, we'll go off the bat and say any fixture, weather dependent. We've already lost Lydney after the flooding last week. It was never going to be a great surprise. We've seen a couple of teams having to reverse fixtures already in in the county and um, Brimscombe, for example, going away to Flackworth today instead of being at home. So, sides are looking to try and make do. And, um, yeah, it just means that April is going to be game of day. Can't wait. It's sensible to swap the games around, really, isn't it? Because both teams don't want to have, like, three, four games in a week, do they? So, it does make it more sensible if they can do it. Um, plus, everyone gets to see a bit of football, which is always good. Um, but, yeah, so, we had a few games on on 3G pitches. You managed to see two games this week. Yes, um, we did. And yes. they were both at Sirencester. Mm. Yeah, we went to uh, Sirencester Town Development versus Morton Rangers of the Hellenic Div 1 West on Good Saturday. Lord. Oh. Um, and I will be honest with you, Matthew, even though it has a 3G pitch, that game probably should never have been played. No, no that game <laughs> should have called off. That was horrific. Windy? Very let's, windy. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Anyone who's been to the ground, you go to the far stand um, opposite the, the turnstiles and that's where we usually sit. And any Both sides when they were kicking from left to right up into the wind, were just getting penned in their own half because the ball was just going up and flying back and like goalkeeper kicks were going about 30 yards out and effectively it just turned out to which side could handle it better. And on the day, it was time to stand development, 1-2-1. One, one, I think, I think that a big part of that is the fact that Morton kept trying to play out yes. from the back and uh, every time they did so, they'd, they'd, they'd pass it out to one of the full-backs and, and, go and, and it would go out for a throw in 10 yards you know, into their own half, and it was it, it was just it was horrendous to watch, really, from uh, from a neutral perspective. God knows what it must have been like to play in it. So I will say, you know, hats off to the players for for going through that for for ninety minutes. I mean that that I mean we were sat there looking at, at Morton's kit, and uh, it was so like baggy. It, you know, like really the old you know you remember the old Gloucester City kits, like the Aria days from like two thousand and five, yeah. two thousand and four, where they were really baggy. Like all of them were long sleeves, you know. You didn't have a single player wearing a short sleeve shirt or anything. Yeah, like AD was being an extra large kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it was just—it's like they had a parachute. Yeah, like it was so yeah. bad, and it was just affecting the play. And then <sighs> terrible. And then after the game, we walked around, obviously, to go out through the bar, and just that walk was tough mm, in yeah. the sense that we yeah. were getting blown all over the place. Wind was—it was bad. To think you're running through it playing football for 90 minutes, I mean, it was credit to the players, really, that they managed to put on a game that actually saw decent goal math action and three goals. The linesman on the on the near side, he did not look <laughs> yeah. like he was enjoying himself. He came, came, came out for um, for the first half um, wearing you know, a, a long sleeve top, um, pretty much came out for the second half almost wearing a dress. It had got that soaked and, <laughs> and it, it seemed like it had uh, stretched with the At, at one point, the water. It, was, it was like he was uh, getting ready for our halftime bovril theme for this week. He was uh, posing like Westlife flying without wings. So. <laughs> yeah. mm. Just did a key change. Just did a key change when they put their arms outstretched. And yeah, it was, I think everyone just really 
it is a day to forget, really. Just take one off and move on to the next one. But the linesman was in the car all the way to the ref. Like, you're going to call us off, aren't you, when you get there? you got, you got to call, well, us, the off. Thing got to call is, us off. The <laughs> thing is, obviously, the weather was putting off every other game. We had a text message from Scott at Sirencester saying, you might want to hold fighter. This is about one o'clock. Mm. Yeah. Saying, you might want to hold fighter. As I'm one about of, to leave, yeah. One of the dugouts has just blown over. <laughs> And they're big metal dugouts. Yeah. Like heavy things, yeah. And we were just sat there thinking, we know which one it was. wonder which one it was that blew over. Well, in, in, in the end, we kind of decided it was the one nearest the turnstiles because that, that bit of the ground is a bit, more, a bit more open. open. Yeah, you've got the barbie on there. Yeah, it exactly. So, yeah. I, I suppose as well, being on the 3G pitch is quite a quick pitch as well, quite a quick yes. surface. So when you kick it was, spin it, it was around the ground as well, it's getting blown around. It's probably Well, we did say, you know, all, all every single pass that, that Morton made in, in, in the first half when they were shooting from left to right you know into the wind they, they were knocking it forward and it was ending up going five yards behind the player that they were intending it for so there, there was just no no they sense of control on the, yeah, no, the yeah. pitch and the conditions yeah. didn't help yeah but then on Tuesday night we went and saw Siren Sister Town versus Winchester City and put the klaxon on Matt because at work on the day and in a car to Kelsey on the way just rhymed there with no real intention to do so <laughs> But I said, I've got a feeling Siren Sister are going to win this two goals to one. Nine minutes later, Siren Sister have won two goals to one <laughs> into the final of the uh, Southern League Challenge Cup. And and yeah, that game was a lot better. Obviously, as you'd imagine, a higher level. Um, but both sides kept the ball better, used the ball better, and, and technically that enabled them. There was a bit of rain in the first half, and the pitch was nice and wet on the top, mm. and it allowed for a, a good game of football, really. Game changed for me when Tommy Anderson came on at halftime. Yeah. And he eventually turned out to be the match winner, which uh, I don't want to, you know, blow me on trumpet, but I did call on the uh, on the commentary that uh, the game was crying out for Tommy Anderson, and there you go. He won the game for him. So, I mean, a little bit later on, you'll be able to hear uh, an yeah. interview that we've got with John Bruff coming up, uh, Sirens for Town Manager, and also highlights of our commentary. Um, and I don't want to say, you know, we time things perfectly, but there's a clip in there of the opening goal where me and Kelsey literally turn around and say, you know, Ross Gabriel plays better when you put the ball in the box and give him something to attack. Within 10 seconds of me saying that, um, Cross came into the box, Ross Gabriel put it in the back of the net and it was 1-0. So, <laughs> left that in there on purpose. Nice little treat for everybody. Mystic Butler, show. all day. Strikes again. Yeah. Um, so, other games that went on last week, um, Bybury Abermead got uh, got on, basically. <laughs> it stayed on. I'd even praise that. That that much went ahead. There we survived. go. It survived. That survived. That survived, yeah. 2-2 two, two draw in that one. Um, Falcons versus Broadwell Amateurs Reserves was also 2-2. Two, two. And Winchcombe won three one against Staunton and Course. Um, that was the games last week. Um, so talking of the flooding and stuff like that, um, after the break and after this first part, we're going to be catching up with um, Lydney Town goalkeeper Rich Thomas, um, who is talking a little bit about the football club um, and the sports teams basically in Lydney because the flooding, basically all of their grounds like football, cricket. Yeah, um, rugby, tennis. tennis, all of yep. it is on the floodplain for the yeah. for the River Seven. Most, so. of you, most of it is in pretty much the same place, isn't it? I mean, you've got the rugby, yeah. the cricket, yeah. the football ground, pretty much all in that one area. So, however, if you've seen the pictures of Lydney's pitch, the football club, yeah, they've drained yeah. a lot of it off because yeah. they did they saw that as drainage over the summer. So, um, the reason the game's off today is just because it is still soaking wet, as you'd imagine. But yeah. They've done a very good job to get a lot of the water off in, in what, six days? Mm. I mean, like looking at the pictures on social media as well, the the, the bar was <clears throat> full of water and all sorts of bits. So probably got quite a bit to clean up, not just well, the pitches. Well, that's not as so much the football club as, as Rich goes on to tell us, is that, you know, it was mainly the the rugby club and 
tennis club and a cricket club that have taken that that battering. Luckily, um, Lydney Town Football Club, their bars are actually a little bit raised off the ground, and mm. that has made all the difference. And unfor- mm. fortunately for them, um, the the damage is literally just to the playing surface. Um, so yeah, we'll be catching up with Rich Thomas after the break. A um, little bit more of a rundown of today's show then. After that interview in the next part, um, we're going to have a look at this week's games and hope some of them are going to be on. So we're going to have a look at them, run through them, have a little bit of a chat about them. Um, there's some big games for our local teams coming up today as well, so it's worth looking at those. Um, then we'll do the halftime Bovril, which was boy bands and girl bands this week. So we each picked a track from a boy band or a girl band. We'll spin the halftime Bovril spinner and we will see which track I get played. And then um, after the news at 11, we will do Kelsey versus Matt. Um, see how we got on last week. Probably not many games to go on anyway. So just two, wasn't it? Two, just two, two games. games. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do this week's predictions. And then um, coming up later on in the show, we're going to have highlights from that game at Siren Sister where they won 2-1 against Winchcombe. Winchcombe? Winchester. Um, and interview with uh, Siren Sister manager. And then we're going to do any other business. So that's what's coming up on today's show. We're going to go for a track. Uh, and then after the break, we will go straight into the interview with Rich Thomas from Lydney Town. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. Radio. Delighted to say that we're joined on the phone by Rich Thomas from Lydney Town. Rich, how are you this morning? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks Ryan. How are you, mate? I'm all good, thank you. Now, we've all seen the photos, we've seen uh, the stories, the the flooding that, that's hit Lydney as a football club, a rugby club, tennis club, cricket club, community as a whole. Um, how shocking has it been to the system to see it from the club's perspective? Um, uh, the, the worrying thing is it's not really shocking at all. Uh, <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened. It probably won't be the last. It, it, we are quite low down there. Um, I don't remember the water being that high, but I'm sure it has been. But we do struggle, as pretty much every other team in the Hellenic League will tell you, uh, when it rains, we're probably the first to get hit in terms of um, pitch and availability. But I've never known it so high. And, you know, we got off quite lucky in comparison. Our, flip, our pitch is obviously underwater, but you look at the rugby club, cricket club, tennis club, um, their changing rooms, their clubhouses, they've all been absolutely ruined. So luckily our change rooms and whatnot are, are slightly raised. So we haven't had anything that's, that's, that's been flood damaged inside. Uh, we'll have to wait for the water to go down a little bit more to see if the floodlights are damaged. That's our sort of only concern. And then it's just a case of waiting for the pitch to dry out, really. Yeah, I mean, so the first year where we really started covering the Hellenic League as uh, Seven Sport, you know, Lydney suffered from a, a pretty heavy wet pitch and you ended the season playing two games in two days. I can remember, I tell everyone about how you played Flackwell and, and Bracknell in, in, in 24 hours. So, you know, is it almost a case of preparing for similar this season, looking at that? Yeah, probably. Um, we've got quite a few home games left to squeeze in. We did a lot of work. Well, we the council did a lot of work to that whole area in the summer. Um, the drainage systems that went in were hundreds of thousands of pounds. And so far, 
that's kind of Trems and we've played games this year that in previous years with the weather we'd have never played but obviously this is this is something else this is nature and it's 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 scariest I suppose and there was no way we were going to escape it sadly um, and unfortunately like I say it, it's not it's not just us um, and it's not just Lydney either I think nationwide I can't imagine there were many games played on Saturday um, hopefully we'll get a few more on across the country this weekend now you said there about um, you know something that you couldn't really avoid or, or anything like that. Does that make it more frustrating that you know you can't really do anything to even try and prevent something like this happening? Yeah, um, it, 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 it is what it is. Um, I don't know. It's, we woke up. We unfortunately we were down in Reading, the first team, on Saturday night, and we sort of woke up in a hotel Sunday morning after a couple of lemon sherbets and a couple of the lads had, had lost their cars um, left yeah. them in the car park and got the minibus up to Reading and I think Frankie Johnson Geordie Sheen um, and a couple of the other lads had been sent photos and their cars are three foot underwater um, I know Geordie's and Frank's have both been written off a couple of the other lads are waiting on mechanic reports so I mean that <laughs> football's football at the end of the day you know we, we all do it as a hobby and we'd love to play but you know you're talking about people's people's livelihoods and cars that cost tens of thousands of pounds um, that's that's where the real sort of damage is really well as someone who works in the car insurance industry I can tell you that looking at Geordie Sheen's um, vehicle in particular that's going to need a new engine so that'll be a write off and yeah his no claims discount is going to be affected by that so just throwing that out there <laughs> just making that known to everybody yeah, no, he, he sort of knew and worst case you know we're sat probably a hundred miles away Hungover as you like, and uh, you can't do it. Like just being sent phone to the car. As someone from Reading, it is you know staying in the, if you're in the town centre as well. You know it's not a pretty start on a Sunday morning. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. You're not wrong. But obviously, you said you know work's gone into to the drainage and, and things like that. How's this season gone so far for you? Um, obviously, you've been at Lydney for for a while now. New manager coming yep. in, obviously with. Uh, Mark Lee departing. How how do you think the, the season's gone? Um, I think it's gone okay. Um, I think it's gone a bit. Uh, well, I say a bit. It's gone a lot better than probably a few of us thought at the start of the year. I, I mean, start of pre-season. Obviously, we had the coaching team of four last year, um, and, and they all left. So the start of the pre-season. I mean, training was being taken by myself and Sam Elliott. We, you know, we had we had no one. We had a handful of lads. Um, Rich has come in he's pulled the squad together and it, it, it's gone well you know we, we, we had Damien Board in as an assistant manager mm-hmm. um, he he got the top job at the, the academy in Newport he's head of academy now so he had to step back so to be fair to Rich he's, he's been doing it on his own uh, with support of Jack Rutter who's an A-licensed coach he's been doing bits and bobs in training but obviously as one of the players on, on a Saturday Rich is kind of on his own Um and he's been putting in sort of 70 minutes a week at the moment. So it's a case of everyone pulling together. Um, obviously, Mark was with us for I think eight, nine seasons in total. Um, so it was always going to be a bit of a change. We've had a, a sort of shift in the guard in terms of players as well. We've got a very young squad now, um, with the exception of myself, Sam Elliott, and Declan Moyline. I think everyone else is under 25, with most of those lads being under 20. So... You know, we'll lose games that we probably shouldn't because that's what happens when you've got a team of young players. But they're learning and they're getting better week after week, um, and it, it's gone positively. You know, I think we're 
the league's so tight we're probably three points off the relegation zone three points off fifth place at the moment yeah. um, but it's good to be in that mix if we could score a couple more goals uh, who knows and I think that's been our problem this season um, we've defended well and we, we just haven't been able to take advantage when we've been on top of games I imagine it's it's made even more difficult um, struggling to score goals when you know your two top goal scorers both had to Sirencester and and you know you're having to yeah. to get a new strike force together. Has that I mean yeah. from watching from from between the sticks has that been difficult to see? Is is it what how's you know because I know the um, the new lad Aaron from from who used to play for Plymouth Academy he's come in and you know. How hard has that been to get a strike force that are regularly playing? Yeah, and I, I think if we look at what happened last year and to what's happened this year, I think we struggled because we conceded too many goals last year. And you look into the yeah. crux of that, and it's because it was we never had a consistent back four, back five. We were always playing with different people, chopping and changing. This year, we've managed to get pretty much the same back five every week, and we're playing a different two up top. Um, Obviously, Lewis and Ross moved on. He's a very good friend of mine. I wish them all the best. Um, and you can't stop people if, they, if they're moving up a league, and I hope it works out well for them. Um, we were hit then when Deck, uh, Deck was playing Holmer Green, his lung collapsed. Um, so we were literally, at the time we had, we had Kiri, the manager. You know, he's, he's, he's obviously got a lot of quality, but he's, he's 36, and you can't ask because... 90 minutes every week, twice a week most of the time. So bringing in Aaron was a big a big plus for us. And you know, thanks to Tom Hanley, and he, he was one of his mates, he's brought him in. Um, and he's been playing up front with either Deck or, or with Kiri. And he looked sharp, um, scored his first goal in his second game. And he'll be massive for us in the running. And as, as a, a clubman who's been around Lydney for, for a while, um, is it nice to see that you know the reserve side are up at the top of the... Um, the Northern, Northern Senior Division 2 um, thirds are having a decent season as well what's the mood been yeah. like around the club? Yeah we're sort of the first team of letting down the club at the moment <laughs> um, no it's brilliant and I'll be honest with you, it hasn't been this way for, for years um, the reserves especially have always had the potential to be much better than where their league position has shown um, the togetherness at the club in terms of first, seconds and thirds we're very much a club, whereas I suppose, if I'm being honest, over the last few years it became three teams that happened to, to share a kit rather than anything else. Um, but it's great. I mean, there's, there are some great lads that play for the reserve team. Sam Wines has probably got 40-odd goals this season, which is ridiculous, really. Um, but then they were just enjoying their football. And you go you go into the club after a Saturday, wherever you've been, whether we've been at home or the, the reserves have been at home or the thirds, and it's, it's buzzing. You know, everyone's there, everyone's having a beer. And it's great to see. Um, and it, it, for me, I do sound like the old chap I am, it is like going back 10 years when that's what used to happen. And for yeah. some reason, that, that drifted apart. Um, and you know, that's massive for the club, not only in how enjoyable it is from a players and a spectators and a manager's perspective, but also financially. You know, We, we rely on people spending money behind the bar to make any money. So it, 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 it's good. And the club's definitely moving in the right direction. Obviously, you mentioned there about the you know financial impact it has and, and the impact of morale. But you know how important for people who may not understand or, or know sort of um, non-league football in terms of how together the players and clubs can be. How important is it that you have a club that's all on the same page, all singing off the same hymn sheet, and any other cliche you want to throw at it, really? 
Yeah, I think it's massive. Um, I do think that our standard of football suffers from probably premature professionalism mm-hmm. where having fun isn't necessarily the, the, the goal. And I, I get it, everyone wants to be successful and everyone wants to move on. But ultimately, we're amateur footballers. We're all doing this because it's our hobby. And if you get to a point where you're not enjoying it, then it won't be long before you start finding something else to do on a Saturday. And we're all going to lose games of football and no one enjoys losing, but it's made a lot easier if you know you're going into the bar with your mates afterwards and you're going to have a beer and actually within half an hour you'll have a smile on your face again. Um, And again, I think we've probably lost sight of that over the last two to three years. Um, And it's good that that's come back and not just from a personal point of view in the team, um, but the whole club. What do you think, sort of just from a... A fan almost who watches and you know we cover a lot of, of Hellenic football and Southern League football yeah. you know what do you think has caused that is it down to solely clubs coming in with budgets or is it just a, a number of things um, I, uh, the budget one's a difficult one isn't it and I, you're never going to tell a player that you know you shouldn't take money um, and you know hands mm. up in my career of course I have I've played for clubs that have, that have paid before um, I don't think it's a money thing I think the money's always been around there's obviously more of it now and more clubs do pay um, I, I think it's probably a culture and a society thing um, when I was 15, 16 it, it, I, I do really sound like an old bloke now <laughs> it was just what you did you finish, you finish school and you want to play football um, and you finished college and you went and played football and Saturday you played football. I mean, you know, when I was at uh, Hartbury, I was playing Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Wednesday day and Saturday every week without fail and then training every day and just loving it. And I think that element and whether it's social media or whether it's the rise of online gaming, it's just not the same uh, attitude anymore. You don't get the numbers that that, that you used to get. It was a pain trying to get people training. Um, whereas when I was growing up, it was what you waited for. You know, that was the point of your day was was you going out and you training with the, with your mates. And again, this year it's been brilliant. You know, we trained last night. It's freezing cold. We're on a our normal training pitch is flooded, so we're on a concrete astroturf. Um, but we've probably got fifteen, twenty lads there, and you can't fault it. You know, and I think that that all helps to to bring in that good feeling back around the club. Well, you're scheduled for a home fixture on Saturday, uh, well, today, which doesn't look like it's going to happen, of course. Um, but, Rich, thanks very much for joining us on the, the programme. Um, we'll be down to Lydney as soon as we can, hopefully looking to see um, you know, everyone back in, in tip-top condition. And we wish everyone at the club all the best. What? Lovely man, Rich Thomas from Lydney Town. Every week, mate. Every single I week. I enjoyed my insurance and Reading-based banter with him. Yeah. Part way through. It was lovely. Love a good bit of banter on a Saturday morning, eh, lads? Yeah. The uh, game's off today, as y- we said. Y- Yeah, there we go, yeah. Um, so, good luck to them uh, with the flooding and stuff and all of the local teams in Lydney that... Um, yeah, I mean, if you need a bit of support, really. The uh, the rugby club in particular have got a GoFundMe page going in a minute, which mm-hmm. you can see the link to on sevensport.co.uk. Um, totaling, totaling, sorry, the damage cost of about £5,000, potentially. It's a lot of money, mate. It's a lot of money, that. There's a lot of teams being affected around the county. You must add that as well. Um, obviously, the uh, All Blues Rugby Club as well, um, just off the bypasses there in Hempstead. Yeah. That's, it's on a floodplain. That floods all the time. Literally, yeah, They do know to get all their kit out of the way, don't they? Yeah. So... 
you know it's just their pitches that are undercover there really but yeah all across the county um all affected so um good luck to anyone with uh, and we've got the the likes of westfields and and malmesbury victoria and the hellenic league who have seen their pitch go under and also a lot of wales a lot yeah. of southern wales has, has seen it a uh, little story that i won't go into too much detail for gdpr reasons <laughs> um but at work i spoke to a, a lady who is like a treasurer of a kids rugby club and it's, it's really weird really because obviously doing what we do for seven sport we kind of know our stuff about sport we like to think and and the way it's run at non-league level but she was saying that the the clubs in in tatters at the minute because they've got a 3g pitch and it's flooded that much the 3g pitch needs yeah. replacing oh my god which is no, mental. That's bad, isn't it? So, so not just, just having a chat about that, like there are predicted supposed storms coming in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and you know there's a big storm coming to Cheltenham in a few weeks for a Cheltenham Festival. <laughs> segue for that for you. Um, but no, yeah, it's it, coming back to it on a serious nature. Obviously, a lot of people affected, and, and a few will be reminded of 2007. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was such a, a bad time for a lot of people and a lot of homes that were affected. So. Any positivity that anyone takes um, in the next few weeks and can rebuild is is obviously what we like to see. Yeah, I think I think the peak of it was only sort of like half a meter off of what 2007 was anyway. So um, it goes to show this is nothing to do with sport, but it goes to show of the stuff they've put in place since 2007 um, that it hasn't been as bad as it was in 2007, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um, the other thing that flashed through my mind this week was that new stadium, Gloucester City, are building. Obviously, that was under, what was it, like eight foot of water or something yeah. in 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you always kind of think, you know, they're just getting going, building a new stadium. Is everything all right down there? But we are told that there is no um, flooded down there at the moment, which is good. Well, so, you know, straight off the bat, that's a positive sign then, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like you said. Uh, coming back to, to the Rich Thomas interview, um, it was a nice interview to to do and speak to the, to the man. You know, he said about how the side went to Reading on a Saturday night. They had planned a night out. Um, as a team, he talks about the camaraderie that Lydney of a club have, and, and I think it's a good downprint and it's a good, um, good conversation to to have at some point. Um, obviously, we talk about a lot of things within the local football um, and non-league football spectrum, um, but he's talking about you know the fact that players of Lydney go back to Lydney after a game, no matter what the result is, have a drink in the bar, and and some of the new players, well, new generations and younger generations, that's lost on them. And it's something that we notice in, in clubs that we go to, you know, more and more you get the odd well, you club sp- where teams just don't hang around. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, you we you, you kind of touched on that a few weeks ago, didn't you, when uh, um, I think you had, um, oh, who'd you have on? Um, I think it was Ben Powell who who, who mentioned it as well yes. um, um, a couple of weeks ago um, about that. So, and it does seem to be like a, a, die, a dying thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's good. I think uh, like the the more teams that are like a team unit and sociable, the better they do. You've seen it with um, Gloucester City team years ago with with Dave Mayhew in charge, and yeah. they had like a real good team ethos in that. Well, they didn't have the, the, all the money in the world. Even a couple of years ago as well, you know, when Tim Harris had his best season mm. at the club, you know, when you had like of Kieran Thomas and obviously Luke Hopper and Zach Kavitza banging in the goals, and you know, players like that midfield of like Hanks Webb, Knowles, and you know, like Avery at the back, and Jazz Singh and Gold and. It, yeah, just you I mean being being a part of that on the on the team coach, you just saw the level of the spirit that those players had was just it was tenfold to what I've ever seen at any football club, not just Gloucester City ever before. Uh, right, time for a break. Um, coming up, we'll do this week's games. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. I don't know where we are. 
Stereophonics there. Kelly Jones, what a lovely man. <laughs> uh, this is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. Um, you look so intense at me when you said that for some reason. I don't know why that happened. Just wanted your approval. That's what it was. You just, like, just want validation, like, mate. Just want it was your hand in hand. You went, what a lovely man. <laughs> I was looking at me the whole time. I'll take it. It's because you're singing along to that song. It just reminded me so much of Kelly Jones and Stereophonics. It was good. Reminds me of watching Reading. Back in the day, yeah, the they're not going to bring out the um, ah, what's it, the Royal Gerd, the Girdler bloke? What's his name? Oh, Kevin Girdler, <laughs> Kevin Girdler, Kevin Girdler, the place was alive. <laughs> if you uh, wonder what we're talking about, go back to podcast uh, number five. Um, you can get it on Spotify or mm. Google Podcast now as well. Although, we're I tell you flash, what, mate, we are mm. flash. We did, we, I, you know, we did slate that choice a little bit, but I mean, when you go back and listen to it, it is a tune. It is a tune as well. <laughs> All you gotta do is start talking about it and you will sing it in That's your head. That's it, yeah. So, mm. first time I ever heard it, a little fact about it, first time I ever heard it was on a VHS tape of Reading's 1992-93 Division 2 winning season where they won the <laughs> league and got to One of those one. really bad compilations. And right at the end, they did like a compilation of like lifting the title into the goals that he scored and it was start playing mate and, you, and all the credits are rolling and it's oh. the most 90s thing isn't it like a song yeah. about a football it was club and on a VHS yeah. <laughs> oh that was one of the the free VHS's I used to watch all the time growing up it was that all the goals of Euro 96 and the treble winning year of Manchester United <laughs> I mean I've literally got that's to the how, point I've got to the point where I can actually say to people give me a game of that treble winning year like Mayo played this team home or away I'll tell you the result well, honestly quiz me later in the show if you want <laughs> I, 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 honestly I'm unbelievable this is why you're like big on sport now because when I was growing up I just watched I had videos of like Dennis Semenis and yeah. Thomas Jimmy the Tank Neutron, Engine yeah. but the thing is as you guys know as, as being friends I like to consider you friends oh. um, I do not just colleagues <laughs> just acquaintances camaraderie chauffeur, um, chauffeur. No, I, I wake up I wake up early I'm an early bird I always have mm. been I always used to yeah. wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning things like that Sneak downstairs, put your VHS on. Watch, Sneak watch, downstairs. Watch England beat Scotland 2 0 win the Euros, mate. Cracking. <laughs> what are you doing in there, Ryan? Nothing, don't come in. <laughs> <laughs> don't come in, and I'm doing the uh, dentist chair. <laughs> Gathering it up. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, right, what were we talking about? I don't even know. We got onto that. Oh, yeah. Stereophonics Dakota was just playing. Yeah, what tune? Was, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's do. Um, oh, yeah, I've got a theme tune. Let's go into this week's Kelsey versus Matt. <laughs> we didn't get to the smart. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> keep this in. Keep this in. Scratch Just that. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Scratch that. Scratch that. We're going to do this week's games first. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're going to do, Matt. Oh, it's because you had your pen and your, your pad in your hand. Like, you're it's ready to do Castle I thought you were going to do Castle I'm ready for the quiz on the well, night night treble winning season. Now. Yeah, Good. the theme tune's question of sport. So. Fulham home in the FA Cup. 1 0. Andy Cole scored the winner. Live on ITV on a Sunday. Come on. Just come at me. Right, anyway, let's reset. <laughs> Saturday, 22nd of February. Here's today's games across Gloucestershire. Um, let's start with this um, pretty big game for Gloucester City once again. Curzon Ashton away. Both of the teams near the bottom of the National League North. Well, that one um, is subject to, I think it's a 9am pitch inspection. So by the time the show goes out, we'll uh, know the result of that. So if the game is on, big game. If not, big rearrange game. Also, that fixture, one of the worst games I've ever seen. Nil-nil. Because yeah. an Ashton yeah, April Fool's Day a few it years was, ago. It was terrible. It was awful. There's the less said about it, the better. There's only a few April Fool's that day. And Willie was already there watching them. <laughs> Willie the Fool's watching it. Um, okay. Well, that's, I uh, remember two shots. That was it. Two shots in the game. 
One of them was me at half time trying to get through the second half. Wait, wait. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, come on. Come on. Give me a game in trouble in this season, I'll tell you. Uh, anyway. April the 2nd. What was the game? Trevor winning the season. Don't give me dates, mate. You said oh, you said you knew. No, I said you tell me a team, home or away, and I'll tell you the result. Chelsea away. Chelsea away was a... Ooh, Ooh nil-nil. So you could say anything. I We're not going to check. We drew 1-1 right. in the uh, game at Old Trafford and we also beat Chelsea in the FA Cup in the replay. What's two. going on in the Southern League Division 1 South this week, Matt? Uh, everyone's at home this week, Kelsey, which is good <laughs> if you want to go and watch some local football. All homers, mate. All homers. Cinderford Town versus Mangotsfield United. Uh, Sirencester Town versus Willen Rovers. Evesham United versus Bidford. And Slimbridge versus Moneyfields. Uh, Slimbridge having half nine pitch inspection. So similar to Gloss City. By the time the show goes out and by the time we're on this part, we'll know if that game's going to go ahead. And it's also on the shortlist of potential uh, live games mm. for us. Myself and Kelsey, we haven't announced a game this week. We haven't made people aware of any games we're going to this week. We're waiting for the weather and deciding accordingly. Essentially, if your club is playing at home today in Gloucestershire, you could be the lucky winner. Chances are you're going to Sirencester again. <laughs> Basically. Um, Only because it's a weekend and the road's not going to be closed, so Kelsey's not going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. I give you odds of six to four that we end up at Sirencester at some point this uh, in the next three or four days. I want Butler to do like if it's really windy because you said it was really windy the other day. I want you to do like um, an American style weather report. You know when they're doing like hurricanes and they're really like <laughs> hamming it up and they're like yeah, like getting like blown all over the place. I want you to do that. <laughs> I'm live here at the Corinium. <laughs> Hello uh, League Premier Division Bishop's Cleave versus Easington Sports That Brack- game will not be on I'll tell <laughs> yeah, you that now if yeah. that game's on it's a miracle uh, Brackley Town Saints versus Tuffley Rovers That could be on Fairford Town versus Reading City uh, Maybe Maybe 50-50 I'd say It's a Lamar um, Go and have a burger there anyway so, yeah. Flackwell Heath versus Brimscombe with Thurrup Lydney Town versus Windsor is off I will point out Flackwell Heath posted a picture of their um, pitch on Twitter on Friday evening. Looks very nice. Oh, Roundsman's done a very good job there. And Virginia Water versus Long Levens. Again, they play at Windsor. Windsor had a game midweek, and again, it was a good, nice whole pitch. So I'd expect Brimscombe and, and Long Levens to probably be on, really. Lovely stuff. Um, Hennett League Division 1 West. Morton Rangers versus Clanfield. Newent Town versus Chantham Saracens in a Gloucestershire tie. Shortwood United versus Portland Rovers, also a Gloucestershire tie there. And Stone Ice Town versus Titherington Rocks. Plenty of choices. Any anything you want to? Um, yeah, I mean, four big games really for for our local sides. Morton, Clanfield, Clanfield are a tough opposition, but Morton have been 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 quite solid at home. Um, Newent, Chatham, Saracens. You it depends really what Saracens turn up. If it's Saracens that are fighting for the title, then expect an away win. If it's Saracens who win one game, lose the next, then you know Newent could could get a result there for me, but. Really tough one. Shortwood versus Borton, I expect a home win. And so now, Tiverton Rocks, I expect a home win if both games are on. Uh, the County League, two o'clock kickoff sees. Bromley Heath United versus AEK Bocco. Frampton United versus Quedgley Wanderers. Hannam Athletic versus Henbury. Little Stoke versus Broadwell Amateurs. Patchway Town versus Sharpness. Up the nest. Uh, <laughs> Royal Dean Hill Rangers versus Hardwick. And Rockleys Rangers versus Wick. Frampton Quedgley is the one that leaps out for me. Don't know about everybody else. Um, Patchway Sharpness up the nest, as we said, to top, hit the top of the county <laughs> league. They're loving us at the minute, Sharpness, the lads. We've had messages. We've had 
We have, we DM'd. Have, yes. DMs have been slid, slid into, into is, is all we'll say. We won't we won't we'll have a couple names, of tweets as well yeah. saying we're a great listen up the nest. You know, that's all we've got to say. Up the nest. Um I also like the look of can't read my own writing. Um Rudin Hill versus Hardwick. Hardwick, because obviously Hardwick uh low side for ourselves. And also Rockleys versus Wick, a game on the three G and also potentially a game that can appear in a Kelsey versus Matt this coming week. Beautiful. Um, remember, like we said, do check Twitter for all of those. Uh, Northern Senior League Division 1, Barclay Town versus Taverners, Breeden versus Williston, Cam Bordogs versus Charford, English Bicknell versus Chatham Civil Service, Harrow Hill versus Charlton Rovers, Long Levens Reserves versus Upton St. Leonard's, Tuffley Rovers Reserves versus Brockworth Albion, and Whitecroft versus Leonard Stanley. I haven't been onto the website to actually update that, but it's Brockworth Albion versus Tuffley Rovers Reserves now. It's been rearranged Swip, and, and swapped. Swapped. Uh, that jumps out at me, as does English Bicknell versus Charlton Civil Service. I think that's second versus third. Um, and also the leaders, Chalford, going away to Cam. Tough place to go. Up the Chalford. Up the Chalford. Up the Ford. Um, mm, Division 2, Winchcombe Town versus Falcons. Abbey Mead Rovers versus Charfield. Barnwood United versus Frampton United Reserves. It's off. That's already been called off. That's off. Um, Lake, you need to update your website, lads. I only found out today. Come on. Lakeside Stone Ice Town Reserves. King Stanley versus Lidbrook. Lydney Town Reserves versus Broadwell. Amateur Reserves. Is that, that's going to be off, be off as well. Yeah. Um, Smith's Biometric versus Bybury and Staunton and Course versus Andoversford. Up the Andoversford, mate. Up the Ford again. Yeah. <laughs> Loving the Ford, mate, recently. Loving the Ford. Um, we're going like this one in the Stride League. Charford Reserve versus oh, Dursley Town. Love that. Hardwick Reserves Dursley. versus Odd Richards. Kingswood versus Treadworth. Minchampton Ramblers. Quedgley Reserves versus Rodbrook. Old Boys. Go on, the Old Boys. Do it for the Old Boys. You're an old boy now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I told you I got back pains. Can we? <laughs> is this the moment where we can announce it? Can we do it? If you want it. Well, then Matt's twi- can we 20, do it? 20, 26 years old now? 27, 28 20, this year. What? <coughs> What's that? August. As the spokesman for Seven Sport, pass it over to me. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Seven Sport on Dean Radio. And we're joined by Matt Yates. Matt, you are a father of one mm-hmm. who is going to become a father of two. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some fanfares or something there. How does it feel? Good. Bit apprehensive having two under twos, but you know. I'll be running you ragged, mate. <laughs> well you gotta remember, mate, in like two years' time, that's that that mate, you're gonna be all over the shop, honestly. <laughs> oh thank you for the you, support. You're gonna, be, you're gonna be everywhere, mate. <laughs> just think, just think, right? Yeah. You know, Enjoy it now, wha- mate. Enjoy it now while you're whack and yeah. go- and goal when you've got a good game of World Cup. Yeah. World Cup singles. Just need one more mate. Just need one more. You've got a cracking five aside team on the go as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. Who'd be uh, in goal? Trev. Yeah, Trevin as a ringer. Yeah, he'd be the manager, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. He'd be the manager on the sideline, definitely. Yeah, 100%. But he'd wear a beanie as well. Congratulations. Cheers, boys. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's going to be good. We, we've got one, and she, we, she survived for 16 months so far. So, you know. And delightfully, we, I, I pointed out before we started recording that um, due to the dates, it means that you celebrate my birthday in the great way, which is uh, <laughs> what we love to hear. <laughs> Help each other out. Friends, uh, supporting friends. That's what we're all about. But I've also realised that um, your birthday is nine exactly nine months from my birthday because the baby's due date is 29th of August. My birthday is the 26th of August. So it's like, you know. Crazy. They, someone else celebrated Crazy. your birthday. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, they didn't. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. What birthday. are you on about? I don't so know. I was born and then Trev and Lisa, Matt's parents, thought we need to raise son to be friends with this man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this stranger <laughs> in Reading, yeah. So we need to make one. Um, so yeah, thanks, thanks, Butler, for that uh, public service announcement. 
Um, so if I've not told you in person, uh, you all know now. There you go. Uh, right, should we do this week's halftime bother? We're happy with this week's games. Obviously, check before yeah, we're heading check out. Before there are a couple of games um, that are on the the three G, um, which we'll cover in Kelsey versus Matt, as you'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Delightful. We'll have a few three G games there. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on the fixture list. I'll update it by the time this has gone out, so I won't look as silly. Um, and we'll keep live postponements on the go all morning. Do you love a good live week. post on the website? Beautiful. I do, and while Kelsey's uh, well, having breakfast with his girlfriend. It's funny because uh, I had literally started to publish one last week, and Ryan sent me a message saying, Don't do that. I've already got <laughs> one on the go. He texted me one <laughs> going, Oh, you're doing a live postponements post? I went, No, mate, I'm not. And then sent him a screenshot of the post that I was doing. When when I had literally had it, basically had like the whole intro and everything <laughs> typed out, everything ready to go, and then uh, this guy too efficient, pops up. too efficient on a Saturday morning. Mm. Yeah, well done. Hence, why I get up early? Efficiency. Well, I mean, I woke up about half eight, and uh, Ashley's there asleep hours. next to me, being lazy as uh, as she normally is. It's it's early for me, mate. You know, I would have been up about two hours before then. Yeah, probably. So you li- you're already living the life having two children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> getting up at half six on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, right, let's get Halftime Bovril in anyway before um, the news will kick us out of the way. Um, this week's Halftime Bovril theme was boy band and girl bands. What have you gone for, Butler? Chosen by me. And I've gone for <clears throat> five. Keep on moving. Oh, No, surprise. you're joking, yeah? Because I've gone for that same one, mate. <laughs> I love it when this happens. That is actually what I've gone for as well. That's, oh, mate. Can I, <laughs> when uh, days of I like, for, I've, I've gone for five keep on moving as well, mate. So we've got five keep on moving or I'm going for... Wet, wet, wet. If, if Kelsey's <laughs> going to go for that, I'll change to my backup and my second choice, which is Pure Shores by All Saints. Oh, that is a tune, though. Okay, Pure Shores by All Saints. Five, keep moving. I've gone wet, wet, wet. Love is all around. Um, is wet, wet, wet a boy band? Yes. Mm. They they come up on the British boy band fandom website. That's why I'm Fair enough. There you go. It's reference to source there. I'll find that. Official, yeah, I've put it on my notes at the back He's of my He's put it in uh, his bibliography, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's spin the wheel, see which track's going to get played. High budget as always. I kind of want five, really. Yeah. You should have kept it, mate. It would have been more chance. It's just gone to Butler. Oh. Oh. Still a tune, though. Still I'm a tune. So we got. Uh, what did you say it was? It's Carly. Pure Shores. Pure Shores. Coming up after the news here on Dean Radio. Do not go anywhere. Was uh, all Saints with Pure Shores, Butler's I choice. Absolute bangers on the halftime bravo this week. Boy bands and girl bands, it was, and Butler got chose on the halftime bravo spinner. We um, just play five later on in, in the show anyway. Yeah, wow. Well, I defy anyone no. not to think that's a good tune to play on Saturday I morning. S- I think we should. But it's the rules of the bravo. Uh, breaking news: I had a text from Myron Turner from Slimbridge. Mm-hmm. Right, just replying to one of my Snapchats earlier about Lamar. Okay. At it. <laughs> I thought that was going to be something important. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like breaking Myron news. Myron Turner signed for some someone else or something. But no. But anyway, um, you, you're ruining the halftime bob rule. Um, <laughs> now we need to pick a theme for next week because we're going to spin a spinner. Um, if it lands on, we'll pick the theme. We got a theme in mind, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Good job it didn't land on me then. It's time for another dead theme as Kelsey. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Now, I thought about this a little bit. Um, because it's uh, uh, Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder again, 
this Saturday. <laughs> Decide that we both prove. I've gone for uh, for songs that are synonymous with sporting movies or sporting TV shows. So, but you can't have anything like Match of the Day theme or something like that. It has to be like. Da-da-da. So you can have, for example, for example, you could have U two Beautiful Day from the old Premiership on ITV. That's not from a film. No, no sporting f- sporting films or TV shows. Oh, so. what about footballers who have sang songs? No, because you are not going to play outstanding. I don't understand. No, I wasn't going to. (laughs) I was going to pick Glenn Hoddle and Chris Waddle, Diamond Lights. Nothing like that. No. So, what's the theme got to do with Fury Wilder? Because I was thinking like Rocky and things Uh, like that. And well, maybe you should stick to your theme and just do like movie. Nah, Mm, no. We'll go a bit broader. We'll go a little bit broader. Already, you two beautiful day in the head. Yeah. So, yeah, so you can have something like that. So, songs that are synonymous with sporting TV shows or movies, but no, no, like, no, like, no, like, theme tunes, you know, that like match of the day or like question sport theme tune or something like that. It has to be an actual, actual song, an actual song with lyrics, mm-hmm. like everything, everything with the yeah, good, good tune, mate. Good tune. So, there's, there's a lot of options, mate. You know, I have I actually thought Champions about it. League theme. Yeah, the Champions League theme is a song if you want to, it's got lyrics. Have you heard the story about this, this tune? Um, no, this is some British guy. Like the UEFA yeah. just went up to him and said, "I want, like, we want you to make this," and he, he basically just made it. It's just some some British guy, and now yeah. he's like, "Yeah, all it is is just the word yeah. champions in like different like yeah, pretty much. Things, yeah. Like, no, we yeah. are the champions. It's like yeah, it's languages. like different words in different languages. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's just the phrase like we are the champions or this is the champions or something like that. He's been yeah. on a few different radio shows like talking about it, but it's only been like the last couple of years people have had him on talking about it because they actually people actually cared about it more in the last couple. I don't know why, but it seems yeah. to be such a massive thing now. Can we pick like I'm just sort of thinking here, World Cup, like uh, intro to the World Cup. So Would I you want to pick the Brazil song for Brazil? You can find the full Brazil. version, then yes, you can have it. We can just take if, you, if you want. Of David Luiz just mime Mate, it. So long as it's got lyrics and it's associated with a sporting TV show or movie, I don't care what you pick. Hmm. Brazil, that was a good one. Like one. And there was also the Africa one before as well. Um, oh, how's that? Literally, it's out of my head as soon as I've said it. Don't know, I can't remember that. No idea. No. Sing Sing Africa. That was the one, ITV. We got it. Uh, oh, I can't do it. He's not got it in the justice. locker, is he? No. no. It's like, Bottled Sing it. Sing Bottled Africa, it. Sing Sing Africa. See, I don't no, remember no. that. <laughs> do not remember that at all, mate. Hmm. Well, that's next week's theme then. Uh, tracks to do with sporting TV shows or TV movies. Shows or movies. <laughs> Has yeah. to have lyrics. Has to have lyrics. That's a little by mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Cool. Right, let's do this week's Cassie versus Matt. Talking to TV themes. Oh, there we go. I wonder if we heard this earlier on in the show. Pardon? I wonder if we heard this earlier on in the show. Yeah. Although it is a classic. It's a tune. It's the original version as well, not like the one they've butchered over the years. Yeah. Uh, here's Can I request host. Blockbusters next week? You can. What, the new version with Dyro Brian? No, oh, mate, mate the classic. Come on. They butchered that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat butchered it, mate. It's now time for Kelsey vs. Matt with your host, Ryan Butler. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Kelsey vs. Matt. The uh, biggest bout of the weekend with Wilder Fury 2 going and also mm. Tuffy Rose versus Brockworth Albion. Big, but you haven't big, got to stay up till five in the morning to see it. I'll be awake at five. I'll be coming home at that yeah, time. I'll be getting up in the, in the morning <laughs> to watch that. Um, well, last week was a very, very disappointing week, wasn't it? Um, we said last week that if two or more games are called off, then you can get double points in every 
available uh, fixture we can. So yeah. let's start with the postponed games. We had Long Levels Reserves versus Tuffley Rovers Reserves. Nil points scored all around there. Binfield Tuffley Rovers, nil points there. Portland versus Slimbridge, nil points there. And quite frankly, I'm sick looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> then we had the main game. Sirencester Town Development versus Morton Rangers. 2-1 to finish to the hosts. You both went with draw and away win, respectively. Therefore, you scored zero points. Come on, guys. You're making me look ridiculous. <laughs> I also gave you double points on Winchcombe versus Staunton, of course. As Matt said earlier on, Winchcombe won by three goals to one. Kelsey, you scored no points. Me and you scored no points for the week. Matt, you went Winchcombe. So you get two points. Yes. You closed the gap. It's now 16-13 to Kelsey. Beautiful. Nice. So it got me thinking. I mean, you can see on my notebook, I'll show you both. I've crossed a couple of games out because I was undecided on which games to make. We'll start with Sirencester Town versus Willand Rovers. The literal no shock that this is in here. <laughs> Kelsey, we'll start with you. Sirencester versus Willand. Will Siren continue their hot streak? Win on Tuesday. I'm going to go for a yes on that one, mate. Firm yes. Firm Siren win. Matthew. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a tough game in the weather. It's going to be a draw. I just had a feeling you're going to go draw. I said earlier that it looked like a good pitch after the images floated around. Flackwell Heath versus Brimscombe and Frupp. Matthew. Um, Brimscombe for me, please. Oh, why you win? Kelsey. I would like to order one home win for that one, please. You are going to be run out of the meadow next time. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, Sam Pryor is listening... It's not for nothing personal. It's just business. <laughs> I'll have to alert, to it, alert him to this. Hashtag prior in. Uh, Rock Lees versus Wick in the County League. Kelsey, we'll start with you. I'll continue my faith in the uh, in the boys up the Wick on that one. And Matthew. Uh, go on the Lees. The Rocks. Go on the Lees. As we said, that one's a 3G game, so... Could be a double pointer. Who knows? Uh, Winchcombe versus Falcons is a 3G game. Matt, we'll start with you. I've always gone Winchcombe. I'm going to go him again. Mm. Kelsey. We're going to go down the middle on that one for the draw. And Frampton versus Quedgley. A big local derby for you. And Kelsey will go with you. Mm, Now that is a tricky one. But I'm going to go with Frampton. So you've gone for three home wins. Mm. Matt. I'm going to go draw for that one. Right. And the big question, everyone wants to know, what's the double game week, Ryan? What's the double game week? It's Rockley's Rangers versus Wick. So the Wick. delightfully, and I'm going to say it anyway, on every single game, neither of you gone for the same choice. So it makes it wide open. And join me next week for Kelsey versus Matt. Waves to the camera, everybody. We were actually wavered. We, yeah, we're literally all three of us sat here. Everyone believes <laughs> in Kelsey versus Matt. <laughs> yeah. And it's a delight that it's taken off. Excellent. Uh, right, now, um, we've got... We're going to do the scientist a bit in the next part of the show, so we've got a little bit of time to kill. Um, anything else you want to chat about locally before this we is what, go into... This is what the weather does. Yeah. We, we scramble around. Scrambling. You want to talk about scrambling? No, no we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. We'll have the light, really, because 
myself and Kelsey are parting company with each other. Yeah, we, we, we haven't actually discussed this, Matt. But so potentially, in two weeks, we're, in, we're not going yeah, to be in, going to the same in, game. In two weeks, uh, I will I be in Cardiff. I'll be in Cardiff. In two weekends' time, Kelsey's yeah. not actually going to be here. What are we going to do? I'll, I'll be in Cardiff. Ryan is already thinking, won't name any names, but he's already thinking about getting a special guest in to actually, to actually and physically replace me. I think we should for, sub, get, a sub for a week. get a sub in for the week. Yeah, Ryan's already got names, but we won't name any on air. Well, uh, it's well, we the uh, the weekend uh, of the sixth of March. Interesting um, fact: parents are up the weekend, so they're uh, they're coming to visit the next day. Get Does that mean that your dad's coming on the show or yeah. your mum? You know, they ne- neither of them know nothing about sports. So as much as Kelsey, which is great, we'll get <laughs> in. They're both shows. I mean, for free. I mean, I've, I mean, you've told me who you're thinking about getting on, and if that person knows more about sport than me, then I will eat my hat, mate. Honestly, <clears throat> I mean, they do know more than sport. But if it's the person I think it is, we said a couple <laughs> of names. Well, uh, so you're not going to be a certain, a certain school teacher. He knows more about sport than you do. You're getting Tom Webber. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's local. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll have to scout. It. I'm gonna have a like a Auditions. Simon Cowell audition. Yeah. I, I love the voice <laughs> at the minute, and I love watching the voice audition. So I'm gonna do the voice. I'm gonna get them just to like talk about sport, and if I like what I hear, I'm gonna turn around. Mm. And genuinely, that's what I'm gonna put pitch. I think we should do it. How are you? Where, how and yeah. when and where and why are you gonna do this? To replace you. But what? Where are you gonna find the time to? I'll find time. If the weather hits, then there's more <laughs> games. Are you going to individually message all of these different candidates you've got in mind and say, by the way, can you meet me at this place on this time, so on, I can on this turn particular day, you talk. so I can sit in a chair facing <laughs> away from you, you talk about sport, and then I'm just going <laughs> to turn around if I like what you're saying. I mean, if you want to say it any more loudly, I think Channel 5 bosses are going to want that show. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's, it's in his flat and they've got to go through two wheelie bins in the front, in the front uh, road and wind chimes. Imagine the wind chimes, like building up the drama as they're walking up to the front door and then slow motion knock up the stairs butler's there back to the door <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the voice auditions the way they do it it's like Can the, you, singer, it was... the singer starts and you don't actually see them until the judges turn around and the reason they do that is because the person is usually horrifically ugly or they just don't it's gonna, know they're going to be it is, it's going to literally be like either that or it'll be like judges houses and X Factor so Ryan's going to come out like uh, that was that bird on the X Factor that one time? Sunita, whatever her name is. Oh yeah, Sunita. Yeah, leaves. with the leaves coming out. <laughs> Ryan's gonna come out like that, just with leaves covering himself up. Jeez. With all these Gloucestershire sporting oh, icons. Man. And then I can do just a Louis Walsh. You made it your own. <laughs> just clap you look great. <laughs> you could be the next West Life. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that to Myron Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's George Callanan. Just you could be the next. <laughs> Joel White <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable I want you to be like On the voice as well You know when the judges Are sat there They've still got their back to them And they're all getting into it And like, sh- like Yeah, yeah It's like yeah I really like this Oh by there's, the way Not enough Because uh, I'm not going to turn around <laughs> Sorry But then there's this guy Just behind Butler Just talking about like I don't know Lydney Football Club And yeah. Butler's going Yeah <laughs> oh, It's really getting into it They get the crowd going They hover They hover yeah. over it like, What do you think I should do What should I do <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you'd like to audition um, <laughs> at Seven Sport on Twitter um, or find us on Facebook, info at sevensport.co.uk. If this actually happens, like, I will. I generally don't know what I do. We need to get a video camera. We need to video this. This is going to happen. Well, you've got two weeks to to plan it. So, good oh, luck man. to you. 
Good luck to you, mate. That's all I'll this say. is what you're trying to replace. Um, Kelsey just looked at his watch to look for the date, and he hasn't even got the date on his watch. <laughs> I so. find myself doing that loads it's recently. Not, I, don't uh, know, I don't know why. I don't know why I do it. It's not big it's like, big shoes to fill, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't. I find myself doing that at work. So it's like p- people ask me to call them back at work. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll call you back uh, <laughs> on uh, two weeks' time. <laughs> why am I looking at my watch for? I'll be with you and uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so um, I look at my hand where I don't have a watch. So uh, yes, I'll call you back then. Um, so that's the ways to get in touch with us anyway if you just heard them I just realised as well unbelievably that's the week before Cheltenham as well so I was planning to do the Cheltenham special that mm. week well you could, could get some of the runners and riders in for the seven sport potentially get them in get them on replace the phone replace him with Damon Hyatt that will just wind him up a little bit or just go all out and try and get someone like Dev from Corrie you know? <laughs> <laughs> just completely <laughs> left Come on, field podcast. you could hire like um, I think you can hire Wagner who was on the X Factor get Dave Benson Phillips in mate Mate, you can actually like, hire him. He was on Slabby like Come Down with quid. me. He was on Slabby Come Down with me. If you, he could he'll bring the gunge tank, though. So the gunge tank. Where is the gunge tank going to go in this studio? In the garden, mate. He's yeah, just going to pop garden. it in the garden. It's, I've got in the garden mate. it's fine. Freya, I love it. Uh, right, um, it's time for a break. After the break, we're going to go straight into the highlights from Siren Chester Town versus Winchester City last week and an interview with Siren Chester Town manager. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. This is Seven Sport. But it will be Winchester City to kick us off, kicking from right to left as we look in the first half. Sirencester kicking from left to right. And it's an exciting time, exciting game. We love a cup uh, game here on Seven Sport, especially a cup semi. A chance to get to the final, get one game away from potential silverware. And for Sirencester, a good season would be a strong finish in the league and a bit of silverware. I mean, that's the, the carrot that's dangled in front of them as the game's kicked off. And immediately Winchester looking trying to run straight through and it's cleared right in front of us here out for a throw-in and you know everyone knows the quality that a player that Ross Gabriel has that he brings to the side you know he's a, uh, a prolific um, regular goal scorer for, for Lydney and the Hellenic you know some some questions raised about maybe making a step up the league but uh, you know for, from from all accounts from from what I've heard is uh, he's, he's certainly taken it to uh, well you know, like like a duck to water really isn't it he's, uh, he's really taken it in his stride what I find with Ross Gabriel is that he's better when the ball's whipped in the box to him if he's starved of the ball, then he goes missing. As the, the all the good number nine strikers, really. You put the ball in the box, you ask questions, and they tend to give you the answers. As the ball's hooked up out of play by Kieran Douglas. <laughs> I was, uh, away from throwing. I was about to butt in there. I was going to say, it's like, you know, if you, if you tuned in expecting to hear commentary of the football, uh, you know, we're, we're just having a chat because uh, there's not really anything going on right now. It's just... <laughs> Both sides are slowly feeling their way into this one. Similarly to, as you imagine, uh, Wilder Fury 2 on the weekend. Exciting times for sport, t- of course. I'll tell you what, I will say one thing. as um, We'll break away for this attack of Sidibe in the box for Siren. Ball played across goal, it's in! And it is, I think it's Ross Gabriel who managed to turn it in. But That's great play from Siren, Chester. That's a hell of a finish. I think, yeah, I think it was Ross Gabriel, the man who, uh, who knocked it in. It was Sidibe who, who, who cut inside. Um, from the right hand side, yeah, the overlap as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, um, Michael Pook was the man who sort of had, had made an advance run. Pook kind of delivered it into into the box, and and 
Moore sort of just lashed his foot at it more than anything. Ross Gabriel has just hooked it towards goal, and I tell you what, it's a hell of a finish. I mean, it's like I'd like I'd liken it to a uh, to a similar finish for Robin van Persie uh, yes. in the Premier League yes. as he just cuts it across his body into the opposite far corner just of the goal. His side foot up. Yeah, and it's a great finish from Ross Gabriel. And what were we just saying? You know, he, he when he starved the ball and the ball's not played into the box, he goes missing in the game. The ball goes into the box this time. He throws a foot at it, in off the post. And you got to say Harry Birchner was a passenger watching that. A great start for Manchester. One nil. One nil. Just to break away, Ryan. There's a man walking towards us in, to your right side who's wearing the longest overcoat I've ever seen in my life. Good lord, that's touching the floor. It's always like a wedding dress, but uh, that's like a, a trench coat. And, he, and he's really combined the outfit well with a lovely flat cap and a scarf as well. So hats off to him. <laughs> well, there's a game of football going on as well, by the way. I would expect the game to favour Siren as it goes on. Realistically, Winchester do need to grab a, a goal fairly soon. As the balls play forward and it's a chance for Rob Carr into the box. Drills it. That's a good finish from Carr into the bottom corner. And we're all square. Kelsey, you just said there, Winchester need to... Carve out an opportunity and they did. Ball slipped through to Carr, bared down on goal. It went like time stood still past Kev Sawyer into the bottom corner and Sirencester been pegged back. Sirencester won, Winchester City won. Turns, slips it into Irving on the edge of the box, falls to John Dennis, thinks about it going one way then the other. John Dennis into the box, tees it up, chance, shot, blocked. It was Levi Irving, follow up comes in! Yeah! Andrew, it's into the back of the net. I can't see if they scored it. It was right in line with the pole. I'm being told it's Tommy Anderson. He's rifled that into the top corner. And Soren Sister yep. have gone 2-1 up. 90 seconds left. And you've got to say, they've had a couple of chances. They've had a decent couple of chances in the last five minutes. John Dennis in particular. And they look like they may have overplayed that slightly. Ended up in the back of the net. And to compile the misery for Winchester, it looks like Kieran Douglas has injured himself in the process. Sirencester 2, Winchester 1. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk. Well, I'm delighted to say that we're joined on 7 Sport on Dean Radio by Sirencester Town Manager John Breath. John, how are you this morning? Very well, thank you, Ryan. Now, we were there on, on Tuesday night for what was a, a pretty good game of football. Um, what did you make of the performance and, and obviously the result? Obviously, the result was the, the main thing, with it being a semi-final. Uh, great for the club and the players uh, to reach a final. Um, the performance, especially first half, wasn't quite the way we like to play. Um, they played a system that caused a few problems in midfield, which we uh, had to get to half-time to rectify. And I thought second half, we limited their uh, possession through midfield. Um and in turn, we got more second ball, second phase play, uh, and we created um, numerous chances in the second half. So that that was pleasing that the players um, took on the information at half time that we gave them uh, and put it into practice. And how pleasing is it that you know after going one nil up so early on to get pegged back? You know the boys they they reacted in a way in the second half in particular. It was positive. You know it was on the front foot for for the most part, and it really did trouble Winchester. How pleasing was that? Yeah, as like I just said, it's, it's great that you, you can put something into place at half-time. You've got 10 minutes to get your points across. Um, we made uh, a change at half-time with Tommy Anderson coming on, and then on 60 minutes, um, making a double substitution, which the players who went off, it was nothing against them, but we just thought that uh, with Johnny Dennis, Levi... 
Um, and obviously Tommy coming in at half-time, it might give us a bit of a lift, and, and it did. And, and in terms of, of yourself, now, when we go to Sirencester and... Yeah, when we've seen Lydney and and Cinderford down the years, you know, you sometimes come over to the the far stand to to watch, particularly the first half. It must have been about three or four minutes you lasted before you had almost seen enough. Do you think that maybe the boys started a little bit slow? Well, we scored the goal after about three four minutes, which was pleasing. Uh, but I I saw straight away that they're uh, certainly their number eight in midfield. Um, the 10, the 7 they were playing like a, a box of 4 so yeah. we, we were outnumbered so I saw that early from the stand and that's the main reason I sit in the stand really because you see a different view uh, even though it's only a few seats open a bit higher level but you do see a different view than when you're in on the touchline playing every ball so that's why I do that um, I was intending to stay there for the full game like I did against Froome and Redditch before that, um, but I saw a problem, uh, so I had to go and try and rectify it. Couldn't really get it across as the game was going on because it was fran- frantic and end to end. But we did sort it out at half time, and um, it played a big part in getting us the result. Well, if it makes any, uh, it makes it better for you. We could hear you as clear from the far side um, at the dugout than you, when you were sat in the stand with us. So it's obviously worked. Um, now, it's Chesham in the final. It's a big game. Chesham are a, a good, proven Southern League side. Um, how difficult do you expect the final to be? It's a final. Anything can happen. Obviously, they've they've um, doing very well in the, the league above us. Um, I think they were just knocked off top spot last night, but they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be pushing for the playoffs. Uh, but it's a one-off game. Hopefully, it's a one-off game. It's, there's talk that it might be two legs, um, but we're hoping uh, because they're in, in and around the playoffs, and uh, a few good results in the next few weeks, we'll, we should be in and around the playoffs. Um, we're trying to make it a one-off game, which yeah. will be best for both both parties. I should imagine both clubs would want that. Hope the league shows some sense and do that. Um, but. Anything can happen in a game, in a one-off game. They're only a league above. Um, I'm sure they'll do their homework on us, just like we'll do, do do the same with them. So, on the day, on the evening, should I say, um, it's the team that has the bit of luck or the bit of quality or the team that wants it most. Uh, hopefully, it'll be us. Now, obviously, you've made the final of, of one cup competition. You're still in the County Cup as well. Um, that semi-final against Forest Green is scheduled for next week. You know, you joined partway through the season. Current status of, of play for Sirencester is you're seventh in the league, you're in the League Cup final, and you're in the County Cup semi-final. Is there a potential that, you know, you could really achieve something special this year with, with Cups and, and how you finish in the league? Well, I think first and foremost, the, the league would be the most important thing. Um not to say that I'll take uh, the League Cup final and, and the Gloucestershire Cup uh, any different to any other game, but um, priority for us would be the league um, for us to get into the playoffs. So there's still a lot of games to play and still still a long way to go and a lot of hard work, but we're on the right track. Um, what the boys are learning to do is to win even when they don't play well. Um, and I think that's a great trait for any team 
to be able to dig it out, roll the sleeves up. If the usual system of play or style of play isn't quite working, that we've got options um, to change that. I think the squad is getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the boys that obviously played last night, they'll be getting fitter. Um, so hopefully it'll, it'll, we can have a good finish to the season. Now, this is the the first real time I've I've really been able to have a chat with you since you've taken the the Siren Sister job. How have you? Um, how would you assess your your start, at Siren? You had a particularly strong start with a I think it was five wins in a row. Um, how happy are you with the squad and and where you're at at the moment? Oh, you've got to be pleased from where for where when I took over fifteenth, um, I think, in the league table. Uh, we have been on a good run. We've only lost two, drawn two, and won the rest. Uh, but that's down to the players more than anything. They've uh, taken on a new voice, new ideas, uh, different intensity, maybe. Um, and I'm, I'm delighted so far. But as far as I'm concerned, it it won't be a successful season until we're at, at, right at the end. And hopefully, we've uh, won a couple or two and maybe in the playoffs so we'll keep we'll keep working hard if I can improve it squad wise um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll keep looking which we do um, maybe there's a room for one more in the squad just to bolster um, bolster it but we, we've got a good squad at the moment strength and depth's good uh, to make five changes last night and still get the result uh, shows that we we're in a strong position now today it's uh, Will and Rovers in the league, back to, to league action. Are you expecting a difficult game today? Of course, yeah. They're, they're a team that, although the league table says they're below us, but with the games in hand that they've got, they, they should be in around the playoffs. And I know they've got some good players and, and it's going to be a very tough game. We've had them watched um, and we are expecting a tough game. Like, every game's tough. Um, mm. And sometimes it's as tough as you make it. So hopefully we can um, start the game well uh, and maintain that for the first half because it has been a problem for us to maintain our pressure in the first half. Second half, we seem to be a better side. I don't know if that's because we've got good fitness levels or we get to terms with the opposition, but I'd like a good first half to set the set the tone of the game. But you never know. and so You can have a great warm-up. You can talk positive in the changing rooms but until we actually the ball rolls at three o'clock you don't quite know what you're going to get and um, hopefully we can get a good performance in the first half um, to give us a good platform to to try and go and win the game when you have um, you know almost mentality like that where you know you you potentially start slower at the start of first half um, is there any way you can sort of change that or get into the players that you know they need to be alert for a minute one and, and produce the goods in the first half as well as the second um, it's difficult because you look at the warm up first and foremost have the boys been sharp in the warm up mm. and um, every report I get back from from Jonah from James Mortimer Jones yeah they're really sharp in the warm up they're buzzing the touch is good the passing's good etc we did start 
Um, as soon as they come back out after the warm up for the kick off, we do a bit bit of work, quick feet work, just to keep them and get them back up to speed. So we change that. Um, so it could be a bit of mindset, which unfortunately, as a manager, you can only say things. It's it's the individual players uh, that have got to try and put that right. But it's something that we're um, aware of. Um, because second half performances, we've had to fight back in second half in, in recent games to, to try and get something out of the game. And, and, and fair credit to the boys, they have. We were 1-0 down against Moneyfield at half-time and scored four in the second and won the game comfortably in the end. But we're, we're something that we are, we are trying to work on mentally and, and maybe physically. Well, good luck today, uh, John. Thanks for joining us on the show. We'll catch up with you. Um, when we're at the Corinium next, but thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, that was John Breff there, the Science City Time Manager. What a lovely man joining us on the show He's this morning. scary bloke, mate. Scary, scary bloke, but absolutely lovely. That's the first time I've probably had a conversation with him. Mm. But, um, yeah, he came. He comes over, sits in the stand that we are usually sat in and watches the first half. And I think he must have been listening to us because we pointed out that, you know, even though they were 1-0 up, Siren looked very flat, very open in the middle and... After about five minutes, he'd had enough, which is usually, you know, as he said in an interview there, he was planning to sit in the stand all game. So, shows that... What, he had, had enough of listening to you, slagging right, his team off? Yeah, come on now. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't slag Siren off. Well, we called for a half-time substitution, and then it's the substitution he made, so clearly listens to the boys. Mm. Listens to the people who know where to But by about. that point, he wasn't even sat in the stand. He did move sort of more... If, not, not, not. You know, for the full. If, if you listen back, I said to him, I said, um, you know, you went to the dugout and you, we could hear you just as clear as you when you were sat in the stand with us. Nothing. There was nothing <laughs> from him. I thought he'd just a little chuckle or something for me. Nothing. Panicked. Absolute panic. That was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when you, know, when you get a comedian, it's like pause for laughter. Yeah. They mm. say a joke and it's just no laughter. It's kind of like in my head. He died, mate. He, I thought he, he just he chuckled. He died. Bit. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, if he is that intimidating and scary, maybe he could have a word with flipping Highways England to get that road <laughs> open again. And so I tell you, he, he would as well, mate. You wouldn't want to bump into him. Mm. Like, on a, wouldn't want to catch him in a bad mood, mate. But I texted him saying, Are you ready? Are you ready when you are? He called me straight away. He's on it. He is a professional, Love professional Love man. Love that, mate. Love that. Um, so they are at home today. Willing Rovers could be the game that the boys are going to, but uh, all will be revealed shortly that when the, the game's siren. announced which ones are on and which ones are off. Um, but yeah, um, that pretty much brings a close to our local um, side of the show this morning. Um, like we said, not an awful lot to talk about, so we've probably filled it with a lot of nonsense, which is always good. Well, so, another yeah. show I want to rip off locally is Man vs. Food, but doing it with different Gloucestershire teams, going around eating their food. See, this will be yeah. quite difficult because most football clubs have a fairly limited menu for their for Stuart what they can Pike offer. Would do a Man apart from food oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, done it before. You know, you can, you can go go to Spike's Diner, get yourself a, a giant spike, some chicken nuggets, large fries, milkshake, fill your boots. You can't do that at Brimscombe, for example. I'm sure you can whip me up something. Yeah. Fill yourself up <laughs> on owl sandwiches at Brimscombe. <laughs> even if it's not, uh, even if it's not a big portion, just you know, just compare and contrast the food. You're better the... off just getting something local to Brimscombe that you could take a Brimscombe player to like do the, the challenge ca- with. Like that would be like a like good bad van there across the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all from the McDonald's <laughs> to be fair around the corner from there Stray Brewery and they do I think yeah. they do a bit of a man versus food challenge thing there but I don't know that's what we should do anyway um, Ryan versus food 
No, just go down to Trojan at the end of my road, mate. Spin up to our Trojan's good. <laughs> what a concourse. We need to stop uh, promoting local businesses and uh, they're all just <laughs> local as good as cafes are available. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. This is Seven Sport on Dean Radio. Welcome back to the final part of this morning. Seven Sport on Dean Radio. Um, and we're going to go into any other business now. We're talking about um, anything goes, basically, from the Plenty sporting world. National, international. Mm. Over the pond again this week for the boxing. World of Fury 2. Yeah, There's only the one, one place to start. The fact that Man City lied about their attendance against West Ham. What? Let's <laughs> <that's, that's laughs> think. I was just going to talk about the boxing. <laughs> no. Uh, obviously, Man City have, about, have, about, have, have a had a bad week. We just said, let's talk. What are we going to talk about? You didn't mention <laughs> no, this. No, red herrings, mate. I threw red herrings all over the place. Um, yeah, Man City like confirmed that there were 50,000 people there to watch West Ham. But if you watch the images of the game, there was not 50,000 people there. Yeah, but they count the season tickets even if they well, turn yeah, up exactly, or not. Yeah. So it's mental. That's just how it is. That's common knowledge. Everyone knows that. Right. But uh, no, so Man City's the place to start really, isn't it? Um, the news that they've been banned at the moment from the Champions League for two whole seasons, which means that as it stands, whoever finishes Pending fifth... Appeal. Whoever well, finishes fifth place could win a Champions League spot. It won't though, because the appeal will carry on, and then they'll, they'll get in next season because it's under appeal. Mm. And then, it basically, yeah, the whole thing's backwards, and uh, just shows how corrupt UEFA still remains to be. But I like, but the, but the thing is, I don't get about the whole thing is that that obviously investigations happening on Man City and and the financial fair play and things like that. The real outrage. The transfer window is shut, ladies and gentlemen. But Barcelona have been allowed to sign a striker. Yeah, yeah. well, this is a thing though, because this what is, is that? But this has been a rule with La Liga for a while that if you can prove that your player is out for over five months with an injury, they will grant you special dispensation to sign an emergency player. But the thing is, they signed someone the, from Legan who yeah. started the season at Middlesbrough. Yeah, Mike Braithwaite. Yeah, he's probably their best striker though now because they sold their best striker to Seville, I think, a, f- a few months. But back. now Legan has put now Legan is now put into La Liga yeah. to be able to sign another player. That's what I'm saying. It's just going to go around in a circle because then they're signing someone from like Celta Vigo, and then Celta Vigo would be like, well, I think Espanyol has said as well because yeah. they've two of their centre backs are injured. I think it's Espanyol. Yeah, two yeah, of their centre backs are, are injured and one of their strikers as well. So it's like. This, uh, I think it was um, bad management. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was FIFA who actually appealed to La Liga to say, "Look, you, you you can't have this rule. Like, it's ridiculous." And that was back in 2016. And here we are, four years later, talking about it, and and it's still there. And, <laughs> and look, this is Spanish football. This is European football all over. Like, nothing is going to change with that. They're, they're still going to keep the same backwards rules that they've had for ages. And so, why bother moaning about it? Just get on with it. Like, nothing's going to change, is it? But there were a few minutes didn't sign Nigerian Prince, mate, that's now playing at Old Trafford. Yeah. Odin Agalo, mate. Has he got over his coronavirus now? Yeah. Nigerian Prince, mate. Um, back to Man City, though. So the UEFA thing. The Premier League are waiting to see the outcome of the appeal and all this with the UEFA thing. They could also go into it as well. But, but I hate the fact that people are like, they're going to end up in League Two. But if you've seen the statement yeah, that was released, that, you've seen no. the statement that was released about the whole uh, Premier League to react, the very first thing they say is, Expulsion from the Premier League is very unlikely. Yeah. But then suddenly people are clinging to, oh, they're going to go to League Two. I mean, read that first sentence and then yeah. tell me that again. They're going to, like, mm. they did it, uh, I can't which website it was. It might have been the BBC, did the whole thing. Man City could be playing at Forest Green. It's like, yeah, the, key, what, in the key, FA Cup? Key, like, key, key word is, like, 
could. You know, yeah. it's like it's not if this, happen, this, is this, 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 and this happens, and then this happens as well, they could still play in League Two. They're not. not their owners aren't stupid. They've not. They're not going to leave themselves wide open to get relegated into League no, exactly. Two. Sure. Like, I mean, you're talking about like some of the richest blokes in the world who mm. are like some of the most astute businessmen in the world. Like well, they're not. They're not. They're not that stupid. At worst, Man City will be banned from the Champions League for a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it'll be. Yeah. And it won't be next year no. because of the appeal. No. So exactly. everyone going on about Sheffield United are going to get Champions League. And also all these people saying it's like, oh, they're going to get stripped of their Premier League title from from, la- from last year. Does Mourinho said that though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because of the like, period, it's isn't it? Yeah. It's, the... it's literally just because Jose came out and said that, wasn't it? Yeah. But they'd lose the one from, from that year. When Man United came second. Yeah, and also the one where Liverpool came second. When, last year? Uh, no, when Barcelona, uh, Gerard slipped, sorry, that year. Oh, yeah. So they're the two. Um, <laughs> That's actually not going to happen. And and because it was 2012, actually, it started. So it'd be also the the year the Aguero goal happened. So it would be you know the most iconic moment in Premier League history. Would have meant absolutely nothing if you yeah. did that. Uh, should have had VAR on it, shouldn't they? <laughs> well, well VAR is a hot topic, of course, as it always is in, in yeah. local football. Local football? It's not in local football at all. In national football, um, at Stamford Bridge. We were just talking off air about, you know, the decisions against Chelsea and pro Man United. I, I just like the. It's, yeah. You like it because you're a Man United fan. I don't Mate, you should have heard him. him. No, we sat there on Xbox together. You should have heard him when when the uh, red card Giroud was given offside. The red card was one 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 nil also. The red card should have been a red card on the basis that the Sun one was a red card a few weeks back. Yeah, they However. I don't believe the Sun card. Uh, for me, the Sun's not a red card, and I don't think Aaron Guaz is a red card, personally. I've never heard a human being make the noise that he made when Olivier Giroud's goal was ruled offside. I had to call him to I nearly lost my yeah. Uh, I genuinely, I've never, I've never heard a noise like it, mate. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I was, it goes me. I was like, oh, here we go, lads. We've got to defend this. And I was like, oh, they're checking this, guys. I was like, they're checking this. This is a problem. And then, like... Uh, as soon as You're celebrating like, goals being taken away from people. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... But, but Chelsea, but, but, okay. But, if, for example, you know, I mean, I, you know, you you are a Bengals fan in the NFL. If like, the Cardinals played the Bengals, Cardinals scored a touchdown, but obviously it goes into review because all scoring plays are reviewed in the NFL, and the touchdown got taken away. Would you not celebrate? Well, I suppose you would, but it's different, isn't it? Because that's it's not, not different at all. It's, it's not, not different, different at all. <laughs> it's, it's, if it goes to your team, it's not in the it. spirit of the sport, is it? Come what, on, the, what, the, the, what, the striker who's offside has been flagged offside correctly? Yes, it is, mate. Yeah, but that's it's not the, the fact that... Yeah, that's the rules, but the rule, the, game is, now, the, mate, the rule is stupid because... It, How is the rule stupid? It's an offside rule. Yeah, he's, he's offside. by about, like, a toe. His right. toe's offside. Right, uh, his I toe agree, is offside. I agree, I agree with what you're saying. So, though. therefore, he's offside. I yeah, do, he's offside. The thing is, look... But can, the fact that you get all up on your high horse about it, but if it was Man United... Man United have had decisions go against them for them. Yeah, like, if it was week in, week out for Man United... You'd be fuming about it, but you're like, because it's only even now and again, here, you're like, yeah, we, it's all right. We said this about... VAR is not for, needed anyway. We said this about, well, on the first show that we did, uh, we, we literally said, football is trying to be so black and white with the VAR decisions, things like that. There's no room for interpretation at all. And at the end of the day, the only person that should be making the that, that decision on review of VAR is the match referee on the day, not someone at Stockley Park. It was offside. Yeah, it was offside. And the first it, one I'm was saying the offside rule doesn't work with VAR. For millimetre things, is always no, because been, uh, that's well, not a millimetre thing. That's his whole foot. It wasn't his whole foot. It was like half of his foot. 
That's six but inches. But what I'm trying that's to say to you offside. is, the, li- the linesman's not made a clear and obvious error there because how can, can you, he can, see I'd like to half of a player's foot yeah. when the ball's been kicked? It, can you can can you determine like that that six inches of Olivier Giroud's foot was offside when you're stood thirty yards away at that pace? When he's wearing can bright you, yellow boots. Yeah, yeah, yes. but no, yeah, no, you're don't t- be stupid, mate. Don't be stupid. You wouldn't no even way. see that from your commentary box when you're sat there and you're not having to run up and down the line for it. You wouldn't even you see it from there. You underestimate my eye for football. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, it'll end up like this every we'll talk, week. We'll talk about something else. Arsene Wenger wants to change the rules anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't... It won't work anyway because then they'll be like, move Arsene on. Wenger wants to bring a daylight rule in and the then they'll be like, well, it's well, daylight similar. between his toe. That's the, it's similar in the sense that he's saying if part of the body is in line with the furthest part of the defender so the example which it's a Man City one he's Gabriel Jesus where his feet were in line with the defender but he's like mid running motion so obviously he leant over so that was why he was given offside so based on that Arsene Wenger would be saying that that's onside because his feet are level Mm. with the final bit of the defender but in reality if the defender's got his back to goal and Gabriel Jesus is in the sprint in motion, Gabriel Jesus will benefit from being in an effectively an offside position on the grounds that his back leg is in Again, line with the defender. Again, it's open to interpretation, isn't it? It's not black. It not can't be black and white in that no, situation. No, and, so. and it, it will never be crystal clear. I it mean, never will be. But before then, before we were talking you... about refereeing decisions, yeah. and now it's talking about the video of the refereeing decision and even the frame rate of which the video is being looked at. That it's crazy. It's crazy. <coughs> It's like the the thing is, I'd rather um, someone score a goal against us, but be half a foot offside. Uh, like you'd feel like, well, that's, he hasn't seen that, but you know. No, because then you're going to say, "Oh bloody hell, shouldn't have counted because it was offside." So where are you going to win there? Yeah, but and I'd you're looking at me and smiling because, at me, knowing that's what I'm happen. saying is the the whole VAR thing is just makes it feel like an injustice. Who of, have all, who have all the weekend? Norwich. So Timo Timo Puki scores a winner. Yeah. He's offside. But it's not yeah, given. by half of his but, foot. But yeah, but it's not given. And you're going to be okay with that. Your team's lost that game because the goal's been scored and he's offside. By half of his foot. Yeah. Yeah. You're. 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 No. You're not. So, ha- I'm not having that. Say Wolves get to the Europa League final. Not having that. And at that all. happens. Would you be happy then? Away, no, le- away you, leg that, at Espanyol. Away leg at Espanyol. You're four 0 down. So you know Espanyol need one more goal to knock you out of the Europa League. They score a goal. Four yeah. They score a goal. Right. So 4 0 up on the night, 4 4 4 on aggregate, they score a fifth to go 5 0 up, 90th minute, and the guy's got half a foot offside. You're going to sit there going, oh, well, I guess if it's uh, if it's only half a foot, then it's fine. Yeah, but the only reason like, all of this has come in, like you wouldn't know it's half a foot if you were watching the game. Say you were down at Sirencester last week and it was an offside by half of a foot. You're not going to notice that half of a foot. No, it's non league football. Well, exactly. But the so why does it matter there? The reason why they've got without this VAR, VAR. Without VAR. Sky Sports cameras or BT Sports cameras would have shown that clip anyway. That's why they. And that's then, why VAR. And is then it. fans would have been riled up about it anyway. So if VAR didn't exist and that happened to Wolves and you've lost the game, but by to the naked eye on that offside, clip, they would see, they would just assume it was offside because they're not going. They, yeah, they're, they're not going to get their lines out, like, are they? Can you? Exactly. Yeah. So I agree with some of what you're saying. I agree with some of what you're saying as well. Like it, it, just, it really I, is to sit there and say that so you wouldn't care if your team let in a goal because they were half a foot offside is false. Honestly, it's I would rather that. Than false. It, it just you're absolutely out of your mind. <laughs> you're out of your mind. Then they get the they get the markers out for no, every single no. every single goal. It's no. like they're trying to take goals away from people by getting the no. millimeter markers out and saying, "Oh, look, it's studs off." 
Why don't you just like, no, why, why don't you just why don't you just sit there outright and just say, Matt, you're a liar. Why don't you just say that? Because that's what you're getting at, right? At there. the weekend, <laughs> when something happens in the Wolves game, I, no, it's I, I'm sorry, Move but on. you can't possibly. Wolves are fighting for a top five potential. We're talking about yes. Champions League could be on the line for yeah. top of a team like Sheffield United or Wolves, and you're saying that if a goal went in against your side and the player's half his foot was offside. You wouldn't want that given. You're an absolute joke for but saying that. But if VR wasn't in this season, we'd be in a Champions League spot anyway. Because we'd have had goals if that have been accepted. It's all just loads of ifs flying around everywhere that's here. That, that, that's what we're talking about. That's it. Yeah. Nonsense. Out of your mind. Nonsense. Out of your mind. Genuinely, I can't believe you just said Anyway, that. I mean, these two are going to have a fight, but there is another fight going on this weekend. Yes. Some, some, some boxing match or something. World of Fury. It'll be a big one, mate. It's going to be a big one. I, I, I've loved the build-up to this. They've even uh, stopped them having the act, the traditional face-off yeah. at the weigh-in uh, yesterday um, for fears of uh, of a confrontation. I also loved um, a sort of semi-press conference, sort of uh, face-to-face interview thing they did uh, with Wilder and Fury, where um, I think Deontay Wilder claimed uh, he was the best heavyweight in the world. Tyson Fury said... You're the third best heavyweight in the world. Deontay Wilder said, who's number two? Tyson Fury said, your mama. <laughs> so that just kind of gives Bring you the, the classics, idea. That's the, the kind classics. of uh, the kind of person that, that Tyson Fury is. And to be honest with you, mate, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, he was robbed in the first fight, uh, you know, two years ago. And um, I think he, he's got to come out and do something special to uh, to not get robbed again. Because I, I just don't think that he, he can beat him on points I think he's got to knock him out I think Fury this time he's had more time to train for it hasn't he because well, he's changed fight, his trainer straight, right. straight from ret- yeah. retirement well he'd had two and a half years out yeah. and he was like 28 stone or something ridiculous like that and he was on the beers he's buying thousand pound rounds of Jaeger bombs for football fans during the World Cup and or during the Euros rather and um, yeah he's changed his trainer since that last fight um, he's you know he's changed his preparation he's given up some of the things that he that he loves like Diet Coke. That was a really weird one. He made such a big emphasis that he's given up the Diet Coke, which is like his go-to drink. Mm. So uh, he's obviously changing his uh, his preparation. So be interesting to see how that one uh, pays off for him if it does. Yeah, well, it's. Um, I think they're due out about four or five o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. I'll be coming. I'll be coming so. home that, by that time from uh, from my night out on Saturday. Got plans. What Saturday a lad! Night. Eh? What a lad! Yeah. And, uh, a couple of the lads put on our group chat. Anyone want to watch the boxing? And we're like, it's five in the morning, mate. He's like, oh, yeah. And they'll be come round at midnight. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, come round. Yeah, can't be doing it. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention was I was at the Wolves game on Thursday night in the Europa League, and one thing like I just noticed, which I thought might be quite interesting, to bring up on the show, is is there a worse noise in football for uh, a footballer playing at his home ground than hearing the whole ground groan at you? Because at one point, right, a ball got played across to Jota and he completely, like, miscontrolled it and he was in a good position and literally 30,000 people all just went, oh. <laughs> it just made me think, like, is there a noise, like, as a, as a player that you would dread to hear, them like, more than that? Obviously, away probably, from Sammy um, and stuff like that. Probably the sound probably of VAR giving the goal oh, against you, saying Pro- probably it when, actually uh, offside. when it gets announced that you're being subbed off and the whole crowd cheer as if like, <laughs> you scored a goal. That would, that would be... I just think, like, in a home crowd, you don't get that many things, like, against your own players. But when someone completely miss, like controls the board, it's yeah, laugh, yeah, just like, it's oh. a good point you raised. To be honest. Like, I can't think of any of getting 30,000 people in their ground for once. God, what's, what's happened to you, eh? 
put 50p well, actually, in sell out every single game you so talk nonsense I st- I, I'm still you, you put 50p in yeah, I'm yeah still, I, I can't believe you said sell that sell out for the last two years every single game so I think you have to move with I think, I think you have to adapt with the times and the way that football <laughs> is going di- in there's obviously different ones in the sense that like the Jack Grealish one against Burnley where the lines were literally overlapping each other um, that is ridiculous but that was clearly offside. That yeah, Giroud but the, the thing they brought it in for was clear and obvious mistake. Yes, and that was clearly you, offside. You wouldn't see that as a linesman in a full game, like in full pace. The, the way, but the way you, but before VAR, VAR, before VAR, linesmen were putting their flags up and they could have been onside. Well, so then, that could have easily happened well, then in the, the same way, respect. The, the sim- How the many goals way, would have been chalked off? Well, they were actually on, online. The, sim- the simple way to solve it is just say to the match referee, go over to the monitor, have a look for yourself. What do you think? You make the decision. That's it. That the should referee, be the be all and end all. I will all. be honest, be the, referees, the referees will go over to that. As soon as they see that the foot is offside, they'll give offside. No, but they shouldn't draw the lines on. That's what I'm trying to say. They should view no. it in re- real time and maybe do it the at half time. The offside rules are think, best. Yeah, it's not offside. The offside rules are his best when it was deemed it was a goal-scoring part of your body. And I would say that Giroud's right foot or left foot is a goal-scoring part of his body. Yeah, but I'm saying if the ref went to the monitor and viewed it without the lines on there... No, because he'll need the lines to be able to see it. Well, what's the point of putting the lines on? It's you to can't show see that it in real time. It's, it's to show that it's in line. It's a clear and obvious error. The whole point of the video system referee... I agree with Matt, to be honest with you. Is to I make do agree the, with Matt. The, the lines are there for a reason. They might it's as well to just show. draw lines on the pitch then, so the linesman can see the well, lines exactly, drawn on well, the pitch. You might as well just turn it to the NFL but to draw your if lines lines. If there's no lines, because of where the cameras are going to be, they're not going to be directly in line. That's why it doesn't work with the lines either, does it? Where do you want the camera to be? Across every well, you have, like, That's why it doesn't camera. work. <laughs> when you have like a tracking camera like on every stadium like, <laughs> that just follows like up and down the line. What the video ref does, they get the lines to be able to make that correct decision. They're just going to stare blindly and then they'll be guessing. So they need the lines to be able to not so guess the decision. interpretation. As it always is. Well, let's agree to disagree on that one for now. Um, we'll pick it up again <laughs> on another show. We're back on Dean Radio next Saturday from 10 a.m. Thank you for listening. Do get all of the shows and podcasts and stuff on Spotify. This has been some sport on Dean Radio. This is Seven Sports.